You're listening to the Ready to Go podcast, where we equip Christians to engage culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Ready to Go podcast. I'm your host, John Christensen. I'm joined here by Pastor Dave Gibson, and this week we're going to be looking at what we call the judo technique. I'm not sure about you, but when I'm sharing my faith, it's common that the person does not share my same high view of Scripture. In fact, it's not uncommon that they consider the Bible even completely false or corrupted. This may have happened to you. Maybe it's a Muslim friend or a family member who's an atheist. You may have faced a comment like, I think the Bible is false or made up. Well, how as Christians do we answer that? Maybe you're not familiar with all the historical evidence for the Bible. We really encourage you to get familiar and to become educated in that. But this could be a situation where you don't have time to go through the entire apologetics argument about the truthfulness of the Bible. So how can we turn this for the good? How can we turn this comment about denying the Bible's validity into an opportunity to share the gospel, this gospel which is the power unto salvation? So Dave, it's great to have you on again, and and I'd love to have you share how, how you handle these situations. Well, thanks, John. Great to be back with you. I've had multiple conversations with people who really struggle with who is Jesus. They struggle with the scriptures. They don't believe the Bible. They think it's a bunch of fairy tales or a myth. And uh, when you don't have a lot of time in a a brief conversation to unpack an apologetic understanding of the scriptures, uh, the historicity and fulfillment of prophecy, manuscript evidence, and all of the ways that the Bible is absolutely truthful. It's the Word of God. There's a really wonderful little technique that I learned when I was teaching evangelism explosion years ago. It's called the judo technique, and basically it's built around a couple of questions. Uh, I ask the person, have you read the Bible? You know, I've rarely met, most, most Christians haven't read through the entire Bible, so I say, well, you know, you're critiquing a book that you've never read. And then secondly, I would ask, um, uh, what to you is the central message of the Bible? And they don't, uh, most often they don't know what it is. And that's been a really helpful technique with, uh, that I've utilized through the years. And, uh, one, one particular incident, I was in Iraq. We've got a sister church right in the heart of Baghdad. On the top of the church, it says, Jesus is the light of the world. And there's a cross on the top uh, pointing to the heavens and the light of Christ is shining brightly in a very, very dark place. And we've got a sister church relationship with that congregation. We actually have four sister church relationships in the country of Iraq. And it's just been wonderful to be a part of what God is doing there. And one of the ministries of the, the church there, under the leadership of Pastor Joseph Francis, is uh, they reach out into the refugee community. And uh, there's just this huge influx of refugees that have come into an area. There's one particular area where uh, Saddam Hussein had one of his main compounds in the heart of Baghdad, and it was bombed out. And it's a place where a lot of these uh, displaced refugees have resettled, either from Syria or internally within Iraq. And uh, we were out with, uh, we not only want to proclaim the gospel, we want to demonstrate the gospel and be the hands and feet of Jesus. We brought a pickup truck full of goods to go out and minister to the refugees in the area. And uh, we were handing out uh, food and clothing and just really trying to reach out with love and compassion to these many refugees. I was there with my good friend Victor from Amman, and we were doing an evangelistic uh, campaign every night. We had over 200 Iraqis ended up coming to faith in Christ. Well, as we were out in this uh, refugee settlement, uh, we uh, the imam came out from the local community mosque, 
and invited me and uh, the pastor to come in and have tea. They were very grateful for the kind deeds that we were expressing to the people there in the community. And he brought me in for tea. I was a little nervous. I was the only American there, and the, there was about 25 or 30 Muslim men sitting in this mosque surrounding me, and we're exchanging pleasantries. They're all speaking in Arabic, and uh, Pastor Joseph is translating for me. Uh, the imam's name was Abu Dawood, which means father of David. And I said, well, I'm Abu Dawood too. My son's name is David. And so we had, it was, they were very cordial. And uh, there's one uh, particular family that I was able to re- reach out to. This man's name was Razim. He was uh, a, a Syrian refugee. He and his family had settled there. And Razim was sitting across the room. We were all sitting on the carpet uh, on the floor. And uh, Razim, just out of the blue, said, well, I don't believe in the Bible. I think it's corrupted. And uh, we weren't even talking about the Bible, so it kind of came out of left field, this uh, little comment. And I said, well, that's interesting. Have you uh, read the Bible? And he said, no. I said, well, I'd encourage you to read it. And I said, do you know the central message of the Bible? And he said, no, I don't. I said, uh, that's interesting. You're critiquing a book you haven't read, and you don't know what the central message is. I'd, I'd encourage you to read the Bible. The central message of the Bible radically changed my life. I said, do any of you know the central message of the Bible? And they, they all, no, nobody in the mosque, even Abu Dawood, he said, we respect the NGO, but he didn't know the central message of the Bible. And I said, well, I'd encourage you guys. It's not corrupted. Uh, what I've discovered is that the Bible isn't corrupted, but it shows the corruption in us. And uh, I'd encourage you to read it. Does that central message of the Bible radically transform my life? Well, Razim looked at me and he said, well, Pastor Dave, what is the central message of the Bible? And after many years of evangelism training, I perceived that it might just might be a witnessing opportunity. So I said, do you mind if I share with you? So for the next almost hour, we began to talk about Jesus. The Bible says, you search the scriptures, you think in these, you find eternal life, but it's these that bear witness of me. I said, from cover to cover, God is revealing himself to us. The central message of the Bible is Jesus and how we can know God in a personal way through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm kind of pinching myself. Here I am uh, in the heart of Baghdad in a community mosque sharing the good news of Jesus. And I said, you know, that God loves you. 99 names in the Quran for Allah. Not one is Allah is love. That God loves you. And I said, he loves you and you and you. And I pointed all the way around the mosque. And uh, I said, he loves you. And you know how much he loves you? He loves you this much. And I stretched out my arms. Said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For God so loves Razim and Laith and Abu Dawood. And every one of you that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And you could hear a pin drop that day. And I shared the good news that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried. He rose again, and he's alive today. And he radically changed my life, and he can do the same for you. I didn't feel I should probably give an altar call there in the mosque that day, but I invited them to the meetings at the church. And... The next night, Razim, Laith, and Abu Dawood, three of them came to the meetings. Victor, my good friend, preached heaven down, and the Holy Spirit just overwhelmed people. And these three guys all came forward to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe. But uh, turning that little objection of not believing in the Bible 
and uh, saying, have you read it? Do you know the central message of the Bible? And then ask for permission. Do you mind if I share with you what the Bible says is the central message of the Bible? It changed my life and opened a door for the gospel. All glory to the Lord. And uh, use that judo technique. It's very effective. Amen, Dave. Uh, I remember the first time I heard that story of what God did. It brought tears to my eyes and still still does. I mean, just that God is working all over the world. And um, I do love that judo technique. It's something that we can use anywhere and everywhere whenever we uh, hear that, that objection of the Bible being corrupted or false or anything like that. I love that. And so we really encourage you. That's, that's the challenge for this week is, first of all, to role play the judo technique with two different believers. And by role play, we just mean have them uh, make some comment to, to you of like the Bible is corrupted or uh, I don't believe that the Bible is, is valid. And then just practice using that judo technique. We want to really secure it in your memory so you have that in your tool belt for future future use. And then we also really encourage you, not only with believers, but we really encourage you to, to ask and engage someone you know who's not a Christian about what they think about the Bible. And just very simply, it doesn't have to be a, a, a huge ask, but just something to the effect of, hey, you know, as a Christian, I, I believe that the, the Bible is the Word of God. And I know uh, you're not a Christian. I'd love to hear kind of what you think about it. I'm curious to hear what, what non-Christians think about the Bible. And you never know, that could, that could spark a conversation that ultimately might lead to the gospel or, or even you using the judo technique. So that's the challenge this week is a role play, the judo technique with two different believers, and to engage someone about the Bible who's not a believer. And then next week, we're going to be talking about the gospel. We, if we're going to share the gospel through the judo technique, we better, we better know the gospel. And so we're going to talk about the gospel acronym, the G-O-S-P-E-L. And it's a simple way to remember and share the key points of the gospel. Because if we're going to share the gospel, we must know it ourselves. That Jesus died and rose again, paying the penalty for our sin, and that all who trust in him may have eternal life. It's indeed good news. So this week, fellow brothers and sisters, let's go.